Dahlberg is a FIFA glitch, Christiansen thinks Swedes chat shit, and Vaiho gives out a Glasgow kiss. Sorry, what the f is Al Svenskan? Welcome to another episode of What the Fuck is El Svenskan. This is our 10th episode, guys. Look at us. Oh, wow. Hey, look oh. at us. We is it, what do we get for our 10th anniversary? Yeah, that's a good question. What is the 10th anniversary? I should know. I've just had mine. Is it like one of those which is like coal or something like that? <laughs> like, <laughs> I think it might be no, paper. Just give me some money. Anyway, joining us on this 10th anniversary of the 10th episode of What the Fuck is El Svenskin is a man who well and truly believes he'd be playing in the NBA if he only he was 30 centimeters taller. It's Neil Cook, everybody. I'm just trying to do some really quick maths, and I think 30 centimeters is not enough. <laughs> Put 50 on it, and then you're, you're guaranteed. Damning indictment on my height. <laughs> Oh god! I started at twenty, and I was like, "Nah, I'll take twenty-five. Do you know what? Thirty. That'll do it." Okay. Apparently, it wasn't enough. Well, also joining us today on this beautiful sunny day in Swedish summertime is someone whose sworn mortal enemy is, in fact, the summer sunshine. It's Michael Woodfine. Everyone, <gasps> that's my enemy. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense See, now. If you, uh, uh, anyway. It's great. This is the best part about being the host is I get to shit on you guys and you don't really, you know, you don't get to introduce me in a bad way. So fantastic. Uh, King of the castle, king of the castle. Anyway, (laughs) let's, let's move swiftly on before Mike does actually decide to punch me through the screen to our highlights of (laughs) the week. Who wants to go first? (laughs) Mike, I woke up today and chose violence. I'm sorry, but yeah. Mm. Do you want to kick us off with the highlight of the week? Um, oh, kicking out. Well, that's a bit violent, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> um, Jesus, Andy. All right. Um, Lots of trigger words today, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this was um, a great weekend in the Alsvenskan uh, for highlights and stuff. Um, a lot of bizarre moments, like the Curtilus Ham Ball, which I'm sure Oof. we'll talk about a bit later. But for me, it's got to be the Degaforge celebrations at the end of their victory over AIK. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, the whole team and coaching staff all linked hands and went into a giant circle. Did they sing Kumbaya? Potentially. Um, but they, they started <laughs> dancing around some sort of dragon, which is their mascot. And um, <laughs> it's just incredibly what? bizarre. This is, you would never see like the Arsenal team running around Gunnosaurus. But, was it a bit, <laughs> but was it a bit like, um, you know, Swedes, they've got this weird tradition at Midsummer. Oh, uh, yes. Where they put up a big penis yeah. in the ground and they dance around like frogs. Now, this is going to yeah. sound really bizarre to anyone that's not <laughs> Swedish, but they yeah. literally dance mm. around shouting small frogs, small frogs, and leaping about a big penis. It's, yeah. it's quite bizarre, mm. really, isn't it? The worst part is you have to decorate the giant penis for like three hours before you dance around the giant penis. So. With flowery pubes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Every year, honestly, my friends in the UK, every year they look forward to me 
and putting up Instagram stories or something about the midsummer festivities because every year it never <laughs> fails to surprise them how bizarre the tradition is. But I guess was that what they were doing, Mike? Was they were they celebrating the dinosaur? No, um, dragon. What dragon, was Dragon, dinosaur could even maybe been an elephant. I'm not really sure what it was. <laughs> um, but I do know that. Oh. You know, if you take Gunnosaurus over to Dagoforge, maybe, you know, those two would uh, get along quite well. But <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing scenes. Really bizarre. Uh, I didn't leave the game on long enough to see that, unfortunately. Mm. But um, I kind of want to go watch him, uh, go back and watch it. Mm-hmm. Oh, brilliant. What a highlight. Uh, Neil, what was yours? Apart from frantically Googling Dagoforge's mascot to see how you can get an elephant confused with a dragon. Um <laughs> I don't know. Look at it from the back. <laughs> I would have gone... <laughs> Sensational. Uh, I, w- I don't know where to start with that. I would have gone hippo mixed with a dragon. Mm. I don't know if I can go elephant. The ears are very big. Uh, hippos... They're also yellow. Hippos. Yeah. They're yellow ears. <laughs> Sorry. What is going on yeah. today? <laughs> <laughs> right. If we have anyway. any hope of finishing this podcast. <laughs> right. um, I've got... I'm going to go with my non-footballing highlight of the week, although it is a football highlight of the week, is that oh, my yeah. youngest daughter started her her football career with her first matches this weekend. Oh, um, yes. So that was good. Was, the weather was shining. She scored a couple of goals. Her team got absolutely hammered in every match, but she scored a couple. <laughs> uh, and the typical selfish father that I am, uh, that's what I celebrated at the end of the right, day. Right, exactly. Um, were you, were you full-on soccer dad? Oh, soccer dad, what? Is what? wrong with me? Soccer oh, dad. Time to quit the podcast. Right, sorry, guys. I'm removing Soccer myself dad. from this podcast after that. Oh, Jesus. You guys are going to have to carry on without me. Um, that was horrific. Uh, were you stereotypical football dad on the sideline going, fucking get in when your six year old scores a goal? I definitely cheered a lot when she scored. <laughs> mm. I love those games because when they first start playing football, the scores can be like 18 4. Or something re- absolutely mind-boggling. Um, yeah, it's pure, pure entertainment. Honestly, maybe we should start yeah. a podcast about like, like youth football. I mean, be goals galore, mind you. Mm-hmm. The Alsvenskan does provide us with enough <laughs> highlights that are akin. Well, I tell to you what, a there's enough youth match. football moments in the Alsvenskan right. um, for us not to need to bother. Um, oh, but my my Alsvenskan highlight of the week. Um, was that Hammerby's director of football or sports ref, Jesper Janssen, uh, mm. lasted two days of Andy being a Hammerby fan before he decided <laughs> to quit the club. That's, that's what he got. He was like, oh, no, this idiot's on board. I am out of here. I'm oh, gone. Mm. Whoops. Uh, so, yeah. It was also three days after he came on stage and told us the teams like 15 minutes before they were officially announced. Yeah, but he got, it, got it wrong. He got it wrong mm. as well. Yeah. <laughs> He's gone. Or maybe maybe that's what we need because this season has not been what many had hoped it would be. Well, my highlight of the week was also from the same match, the gothenburg Hammerby match, but it was actually on the Gothenburg side. It was Tengreed's outfit. Okay, sorry, and this is going to make me sound really old. I, I, I really realize this, but he looked like he was about to open for Tio's or something ridiculous. He was dressed in what can only be described as like a weekday special. It's like he'd got off on his shift from weekday and gone straight to managing the Gothenburg team 
in the Hammerby match. Now, I'm a little bit old school when it comes to football managers. I like my managers in full kit, unless they're Spanish. Then they can get away with the smart casual like Pep and Arteta. Um, but no, he looked like he was yeah a backup dancer for Marcus and Martinius or those w- little pop kids that my kids listen to. Oh, what what, what was he wearing? Pop kids, because now I sound super old. Yeah, He's wearing like an oversized, creamy white shirt, like thick, mm-hmm. heavy-weighted T-shirt. Mm-hmm. And then just like black chinos and white sneakers. Like he he he, he oh. didn't look like he was managing in the Alsvenskan. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, maybe again, back in my days when I was a little boy, um, <laughs> managers were full kit wankers. They were in you know they were in boots and everything. Um, like I say, exception for the Spanish trainers, they're allowed to be you know a little bit smart, casual, and the Italian oh, and the French. Well. You can't think about you can't forget about Arsene Wenger and his <sighs> this is suits. true. Impeccably, yeah, cut suits, but he also he also had the ridiculous mm. jacket as well. Um, and his mm. early training days, he was a hundred percent in in boots and and kit. But yeah, anyway, mm. that's my highlight of the week is seeing him standing on the ch- sideline, looking like he's a backup dancer rather than a manager uh, for a football <laughs> team. But yes, um, moving swiftly on from that uh, analogy, which made me sound like a forty-five-year-old man. Uh, or 55-year-old man even. Uh, let's jump into the Malmo versus BK Bush extravaganza, the game of the week, and let's kick it off with the 10-word or less review. Mike, you're uh-huh. looking shaky. Um, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, I can kick us off. I mean, I'm not going to go out of the box. I'm not going to go... Oh stray too far away from the match here because I've been, I've been accused oh. of that before. Um, so what I, what I am going to do, <laughs> this is my 10 words or less review. Malmo, two. Hecken, two. That's it. <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> uh, I mean, Neil, I, what were your thoughts on that review? Well, it's not wrong. <laughs> I'm so glad that you, you're a pro this 10 words or less review. This is brilliant. You even, Neil. ideally, you could have got all of the scorers in there as well because you had six words left. Yeah, I did, yeah. Actually, that's that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One for next week, Mike. Yeah, I'll jot that down. One for next week. Right. Neil, can you possibly top that? No. I mean, he's, <laughs> perfectly, just, he's perfectly described the match, hasn't he? <laughs> um, so I, I wrote something else. Uh, I wrote, the two best teams in Sweden are closer than in England. Was my <laughs> review? Are you are you talking geographically or are you talking uh, skill wise? Because I I hope you're talking geographically. Uh, well, that wouldn't. Well, it would be accurate, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be accurate. Yeah, uh, no, I wasn't talking geographically. <laughs> Damn it! I was I was talking about yeah. ability. I, I remember oh, watching right. the Man City Arsenal match, and there was a vast <laughs> galaxy between the two teams. Otherwise known as William Saliba. Right. Or mm. otherwise known as, did you watch Real Madrid, Man City? Uh, the gap was just as big there, which is utterly mm. terrifying. Maybe, mm. maybe Malmo, the team to stop them. Oh, actually, no, they drew with Hecken. Yeah, scrap that. Mm. Uh, yeah, okay. Neil, I I hate to say it, but, but I, I think just given the amount of time you put in that versus the amount of time I think Mike put into his review, um, I'm going to say... That Neil Cook is the champion again, and that makes it seven three, and that is the end 
of the ten word or less competition. Yeah, I thought I dropped that can, bombshell. Can I just say you've, won, you've given him points for belittling Arsenal? This is Neil is uh what's, oh. what's the term that people use now? Neil's cucked you here. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I've got to say, I, I thought I thought we'd talk about a lot on this podcast, but I didn't think me cucking Andy would be would be one of them. Oh God! Oh, what has my life become? Just, um, just close your eyes a little bit and think of that image. But um, yeah. Oh God! Oh well, now I regret my decision, but it can't be undone. Neil is the champion. The 10 word or less review has come to an end. And everybody mm. listening, uh, you can I feel like this has come to an end review. because I'm winning. Like, okay, well, let's yeah. stop let's stop the fantasy football league because I'm losing. <laughs> that doesn't work like that, Neil, because no. I'm winning that one. Mm. Oh, you know. Are you back <laughs> in the lead? No, I think, no, he's not. Yeah, I think so. He's third. He's third. Well, third, yeah, but third out of us. I'm first of us. Ah. Let's be honest. We're, just competing. We're not competing against the Swedes. So we're get... <laughs> I am ahead. I'm, I'm actually not in sixth place anymore. I'm in fifth. Are you? Oh, congratulations, yeah. Neil, from the guy who played a week less than us. But yeah, no, it's Shush. good. It's good. Um, well, congratulations, Neil. And next week's show, there will be a new challenge, um, but I won't give any spoilers away uh, on what that will be. But the 10 word or less Ooh. review uh, shall be mourned as it should be it's given us some beautiful moments um mm. but yeah time to what was on. the final score <laughs> seven three to neil okay, okay. Mm, yeah it's what mm. the swedes would call an outclassing that was correct <laughs> translation <laughs> <laughs> anyway should we talk about the match Let's, Let's talk match. about the match. As the Swedes was called the yeah. match. <laughs> there was a game, wasn't there? And it was between the two best teams in Sweden. Uh, or as the commentators called it, the reigning champions and the champions of champions. Um, because they keep calling Malmo Mestanas Mestana or something mm. like that. I don't, is that because they've won it the most times? Yeah. I mean, I think I read the other day, they, I think they won it 22 times, mm. um, mm. which is kind of ridiculous. Um compared to the rest mm. of the league so uh yeah i mean fair play they are the masters of mastering and bk are the reigning champions so it must have been a close game right so before we jump into this game mm. i do want to just give a quick shout out to the cup final first um mm -hmm. which i didn't have a chance to watch but mike you had your eyes on the cup final and bk yeah. bush are the equivalent to the fa cup champions of sweden I don't yeah. actually know what their cup is called, but Sweet Svenska Kuppen. Svenska Kuppen. Okay, and it was held at Mjölby's Arena, which was very bizarre Ooh, to see a cup final cheeky. held there. So hold on, wait, 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 wait. Does this mean that there's no sponsorship on that cup, guys? This is our chance. The what the fuck is Al Svenskan? Let's buy. Let's, yeah, what the fuck is Al Svenskan Cup? Let's try and buy the yeah. rights to it. I wonder how much that how would much cost. Would it, how much would it cost? Can we raise it? We'll do a fundraiser. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But they're never going to accept it. They're never going to accept it. But it would be funny if it was called mm. the What the Fuck is Al Svenskan Svenska Cup? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can do like yeah. uh, bikini car washing for our, our, our passionate viewers uh, outside. Are you going to dress in a bikini for that? He's just he's just volunteered. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Mike BK Bush, they won the cup. Mm. 
Yeah, so Ibrahim Sadiq came back. He scored two goals uh, just before half time in like the added minutes of the first half. So they went two and a half into half time. Then 46 minutes, Ibrahim Sadiq gets injured. Um, and then it's just kind of a breeze from there. They're in a different league to Mielby, really. They're so much <laughs> better than them. So all your pre match chat about uh, Mielby saving themselves for the cup, how do you, do you feel let down now? Honestly, I'm so let down by Mielby. You know, my friendship with Mielby is ended now. Because. You're on the hunt for a team to support, right? Yeah, yeah. And Dandra Village was up there. Mm, but not anymore. So, not Who are you closest to? Who's, who are you closest to supporting, Mike? I, I think there's a secret Gothenburg fan in there. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Potentially. I mean, I don't think I'd be welcome as a Gothenburg fan now. I think I've think burnt my bridges there. Because <laughs> Mike was responsible for putting our um, team of the week out on Instagram this week. Mm, um, yeah. And I did notice that they were definitely wearing a Gothenburg kit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, BK Bush won the cup, and um, yeah, they're the reigning champions, cup champions. So Malmo mm. are the team to beat this year. But you know, BK Bush came into this game with a with a bit of sail uh, wind in their sails, not sail in their winds. But all the talk pre-game about this was was literally about how many players BK Bush are going to be selling the summer. And that's all the commentators were really talking about. So who who's on the list? I mean, Sadiq. I, d- I doubt we'll see Sadiq play in the Elsvenskan again. I reckon he'll nurse his injury into the summer transfer mm. window and he will be gone. Um, what about Traore? some player. Traore. Mm, Traore I mean, must be. He must be on there. He's only 20 and he's got nine goals in nine games. Like, he's, he's sensational. But I wonder if he is maybe enjoying playing football in the Elsvenskan a little bit too much. He looks like he's uh, he's having a good time out there. Mm. But I reckon you've got Lars Uden Larsen that's rumoured to the Bundesliga. Um, mm. You've got one of the Gustavsons. Um, S- yeah, Seaman? No, Samuel. Seaman? Samuel. Samuel. One of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ten weeks in, guys, and we don't know who the Gustavsons are in the middle. <laughs> In the midfield of PK. Let, let's take our wins here. We knew yeah. that there was a Gustafsson in the No, we team. knew that there were two. That's, yeah, they're brothers I mean, as well. Impressive. Mm. Yeah, exactly. There you go. So you you two knew there were two Gustafsons in the team. That's yeah. brilliant. Well so done, guys. We do our research on this part, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Um, but yeah, no. So I, I was listening to this talk beforehand, and I'm sure it's inevitable that they will lose players. But the question is, are they going to replace them with players of a similar elk or similar quality or will this be like the golden generation that had their one-off moment and then fall back into some sort of Tottenham-esque mediocrity you can make that joke if you want but instead of using correct instead of using correct english you've gone full Scandinavian and claimed that they're going to sign players of the correct elk, yeah. which is an animal, instead of oh, correct wow. ilk. ilk. Yeah. So don't give me that shit. Oh, mate. You, I need you've to been proper Swedenized. <laughs> I got really on the hope mind, they mate. replace their players with the correct moose standard. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, is, is Samuel Gustafsson a similar moose to... Uh... <laughs> Well done, Andy. Trying to give me shit. Send me back to England, please. I'm losing (laughs) the ability to speak. (laughs) 
Oh, well, anyway, enough about mooses. Um, mm. Let's see how many players <laughs> BK Bush are going to actually be able to keep um, mm. in this uh, in this upcoming transfer window because it's going to be a tight race until at least the summer. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Talking of players that we we might uh, we might not see past the summer again uh, in our Svenskin from this match, uh, Hugo Larsson has reportedly Ooh. been a target for Borussia Dortmund. Ooh. Oh, that's I can see that. That's the move that will make him. That is the move. Mm. Let him mature in Dortmund, and then he yeah. can follow Jude, Jude Bellingham's replacement, Arsenal. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, that he's been lined up, and I think he actually he would be a. He'd be a, he'd be a great player for them. Yeah. If pre- if Premier League clubs were smart, they would just look at whoever Borussia mm. Dortmund are trying to sign as a young player and sign them first. Right. Yeah. And then loan them out. I mean, do the mm. Chelsea model, but do it properly. Yeah. <laughs> do it properly. Exactly. Actually, well, actually, just let them play football. Um, did you see he had an interview with um, uh, the interviewed Hugo Larsson about mm. uh, the fact? I think Jan Anson. Our favorite uh, uh, hot dog man was at mm. the game, um, oh, and yeah? they asked him, like, "Ask Hugo Larson, do you think you're in with a shout?" And he was like, "Well, I mean, surely I've got to be knocking on the door." Um, mm. He seems pretty confident. Fair play, seventeen. He's he's, he's talking himself up, um, mm. and 18. yeah, I think he's got a, a really bright future. But you're right, Mike. That is that will be sad. I do I do appreciate watching him play. Mm. And actually, it was quite funny in this game watching him play against Samuel Gustafsson. Because they're they're essentially mm. the same player. They're like the same yeah. height, same stature. They kind of do the same things on the pitch. It was kind of a bit like watching a cat fight with a mirror because they've got <laughs> the same moves and okay. <laughs> neither can win. It's like when you're playing against the same character as yourself on Tekken or like the Street Fighter <laughs> games. You've all got the same moves. So. Yeah, exactly. That was the match in the match. Mm. i tell you what I, I just Googled uh, Samuel Gustafsson, mm. and he looks like he should be an actor in Dawson's Creek. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a little bit of Sideshow Bob about him as well. That's true. Love it. Mm. Love it. Anyway. Well, I mean, talking about battles that we weren't really expecting to see, um, Martin Olsen wound back the clock. A uh, cracking performance, mate. He, he looked prime Blackburn at that point. Mm. Um, he was fantastic. He had a few of his classic, yeah, he's a load of his classic storming runs down the wing. Mm. And I mean, surely he would get into any other team in the Elsvenska, not called Malmo. Yeah, um, this was his first their, start their of the depth. season as well. Yeah. Um, as because Busanello was suspended, I think, mm. or injured, one of the two. <laughs> you could say that, but I mean. Malmo's record without Olsen was played 8 1 8, <laughs> and their record with Olsen is played 1 Drew 1. So I don't oh, know. Neil with the hard hitting facts. Mm. Yep, argue with yeah. it. This is I mean, right there. You can't it's deny right it, Neil. You can't deny yeah. it. But he, he did get the assist but, for the Vecchia goal. Um, right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. The Vecchia goal, the actual. The actual goal that Malmo scored. Um, mm. Before we get into that controversy, Hovland's header uh, from the corner with our old, um, what's mm. his name? Regards. Re- yeah. <laughs> regards Mickey. from Mikel, as <laughs> yeah, you've yeah. named him, Mike. Regards, Mikel. Instead of Mikel, regard. yeah. regards from Mikel. Mm. Mm. Um, mm. Lovely fella. Uh, brilliant corner, towering header. And now BK Bush mm. has scored from six corners this year. Which yeah. I was going to quiz you on, but Mike already knew the stat, so that ruined that one. Unfortunately. And Hovland has there. three of those goals as well. Um, oh, there you go. Yeah. See? 
And Rigard got a golden assist in the cup final. And today he got, well, not today, but in the game of the week, he got two assists. So he's on fire at the moment. Yeah, mm. uh, he's brilliant. And his uh, the the passing move, like his assist for, for Benny Traore's goal was absolutely brilliant. It was just three passes and they were through. Cut through them like a butter. Um, and it was a beautiful finish from Benny Traore. Honestly, nine and nine. That is sensational form. And they cut Malmo to ribbons at that point. And I thought they were actually going to win the game then. Yeah. And um, the second half, I, I've got to say, it was probably some of the best football I've seen all season. And this isn't just Alsvenskan football. This is Premier League as well. The second half was so good. It was end-to-end the whole time. It it, it was... It, for me, it was a little bit of a City-Liverpool sort of a vibe to it. Mm. I'm not saying the quality was the same, but in that... Malmo have a little like had a little bit more of the ball, a bit like City would do, mm. um, yeah. and try and build up the play. Whereas um, Hecken sort of just attack with like ferocity, like Liverpool mm, yeah. would do, and just throw Counters people forward, and, and you're just in yeah. mad mad panic mm. uh, when it's happening. So it, sort of, it had that sort of vibe to it for me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, for I sure. think that's a yeah. it's a pretty decent analogy um, because yeah. yeah it, Hecken always looked dangerous, but Malmo never really seemed too phased. Um, and they managed to pull back an equaliser. <clears throat> well, I don't know if you can call it an equaliser. This was very odd. So I didn't realise that Elsvenskin didn't have any goal line cameras or goal line technology. This was news to me. So when the commentators were going absolutely off their tits, going, it's a goal, it bounced in the goal. Wait, or is it a goal? It is a goal. It's not a goal. Yes, it's a goal. It's a goal. Yes, it's, no. Yes, it's a goal. Like they were <laughs> fucking clueless. And he yeah. went off like two minutes. So if we just do a quick vote, hmm. who thinks it was a goal? Me. Mike thinks oh. it was in. Yeah, for sure. I don't think it was in. No, oh. I definitely don't think it was in. Okay, so yeah. so Lund is clearing this on the line, right? And you see his yeah. one of his feet is on the line. The other leg is sticking into the goal. So either, yeah. either yeah. his it's leg is—it's not going sideways; it's going forward. So he's hooking it back over, because otherwise, if you, there's no place for his leg to be, unless. Yeah. So I think before the World Cup happened, hmm. where that whole Japan Germany situation yes. turned up with the hmm. ball being yeah. over the byline, I think I definitely would have said it was a goal. But now that hmm. sort of ah, it gave the basis behind the argument. I don't think it was completely. Over the yeah. over the line. The craziest thing is, yeah. we're never gonna know. Like, and that, that's that is insane. Like, I just yeah. oh, I can't get over the fact that you. I mean, it's mm. one of the basics since 1966. We've known that it's quite controversial <laughs> if the ball looks like it's in, but it might not actually be in. We would have still won the World Cup then anyway. But you know what I mean. It's been mm. well. Twenty ten, we would have won the World Cup if Frank Lampard's goal against <laughs> Germany. Frankie Lampard, in. yeah, exactly. Which was so clearly over oh. the line. That was that was crystal. This one, that one, I know it's a lot more difficult. Was like, yeah, they actually this one played was a lot close. Um, they played the audio from the from the officials. Um, oh, yes, in the build up uh, to the Alsbury Norshapping game, and the linesman goes goal, 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 goal. Well, more, 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 um, and runs back to the halfway line. So yeah. he's given. He's uh-huh. the one who's given it, um, yeah. and the referee saying, "Are you one hundred percent sure? Are you really sure? Are you sure?" And then they give it. So the referee didn't see it at all. It was just it was that no. was on the linesman. 
Yeah, if anyone wants to watch one of the worst decisions ever, uh, there's an old Tottenham goal by a player called Pedro Mendes. Oh, yeah. Against Man United. Um, And uh, I think it was Roy Carroll in goal, weirdly. (laughs) Um, And he hits hits it from pretty far out. He might even be closer to the halfway line. Mm. But um, look up the goal. It's, It's a... Wonder how it wasn't given. It would have been like a, an equaliser in the 85th minute or something, quite late in the match, and it wasn't given. And it's so far over the line. Mm. But yeah, that's one of my worst non-given goals. That, that sounds like a very mm. core memory in your life, Neil. Um, yeah, it was quite bitter at the time, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, the match finished two-two. Um, both teams look like the only two teams in the Elsevier game with any real shout of winning the league. Mm. Um, and I think it's going to be interesting to watch the, the the second meeting of these two teams. And let's just hope BK Bush haven't surrendered their entire team um, mm. and, uh, yeah, just fade away and let Melma stroll to the title. It would have been a massive dent if they could have got the 2-1 over the line, but Melmo had the gods on their side. Um, mm. moving but we've on. got to talk about the Christiansen tackles, surely. Um, on the oh, 74th yes. minute, he tries to snap Gustafsson's leg in half. It's halfway up his leg, yeah. studs up, goes in, a lot of pace. It, this is, it's a, that is a clear red card as well. It's a Absolutely brutal looks fine to me. It's one of those things where it definitely looks worse in slow motion. Neil, you love a, you love a good tackle like that. And also Neil's a Melma fan, don't mm. forget. Um, mm. But honestly, Neil, I, he he gets him pretty high. I mean, I don't think it's on purpose. Oh, it is. Christensen yeah. at that point. I think you've got to see he's really riled up at that point. And he goes and charges him down and then puts his leg I think right the, uh, the funniest yeah. thing about this was uh, Christensen's uh, interview with Discovery after the match. Oh, yes. Like, it was so good. Like, because hey. I've been waiting for someone to really snap at Discovery Plus because they're a bunch yes. of assholes when it comes to the interviews. So and he happy. just went at them. Mm-hmm. Really went at them. Uh, right. It was bloody hilarious watching it. Struggling to understand the Danish, uh, but mm. I got, got the gist of it that he basically. <laughs> <laughs> That's my best Danish. He basically, uh, <laughs> he basically accused them of like always chatting shit about him. And uh, yeah. sort of like, oh, you're always saying that I'm diving or playing the game with my own rules and so on. So yeah. I'm fed up with. And he went at one point. He went. He went. <laughs> he went. Oh, you say all this stuff behind my back, but you never say it to me. Like typical Swede. Typical Swedes. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong there, though, is he? He's not wrong because that underlines a massive difference between the Danes and the Swedes. I've worked obviously with a lot of Swedes and a lot of Danes, and the Danes will tell you to your face that you're a dick, and the Swedes you'll find out like six months later. So no, I mean he's not wrong, and he did go in at Discovery Plus, and the 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 guy interviewing him was like, he he got a bit defensive. He was like, "What what do you mean you? What do you mean you?" And he was like, and he literally called him out. He said, "Discovery Plus, you were the guys that just talk shit all the time." Um, yeah, but the guy went the guy because he he said that comment about saying it behind my back, and he went, "Yeah, but now I'm saying it to your face." Yeah, and that's it was true. like, <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Uh, it was good handbags. little row. Good little row. Mm. It was nice. Yeah. I liked it. But you're right, Neil. I have been waiting for someone to snap at the Discovery mm-hmm. Press reporters um, because I, I really, oh, I'd love to be in on their meetings and, and how they set this all up. Because 
They're just, mm. I mean, they're just, it's proper clickbait. It's like the Sun newspaper has started a TV channel. Like all they're doing is trying to rile up people for headlines and views. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah it's, there's a, a number of occasions this weekend they've done it. And I just think yes. you've got to remember that the only reason you've got a job is because these guys are out playing on the pitch. It's right. not the other way around. Mm-hmm. Yes. These guys would have a job if you didn't exist. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think they need to remember their place a little bit better than what they're doing at the moment. Mm. Yeah, I think Chris Jensen uh, made that pretty clear. It'll be interesting to see next time he's pulled aside for an interview. That's going to be popcorn <laughs> ready. Mm. Uh, There's but, a few uh, previous ones with him as well. Worth, oh, worth looking at a YouTube compilation of Chris Jensen's <laughs> interviews. Mm. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. seem quite like the Christian Eriksen comparison that you that you no, put no. into. No, it, it surprised like, me. I like it. I like yeah, it. Mm. It's got a bit of fire in his belly. Um, can we also talk about the fact that Hecken only brought 150 fans with them? What? Yeah, that is was that the right? number. 150 fans, and this was oh on a God. this was on a Sunday. This is not like Monday night sort of football. And I can Oof. understand with some of those games on the Mondays where like. If you're traveling an eight or nine hour journey across right. Sweden, you're probably not going to yeah, go yeah. to that. Like, if right. you're working or whatever. So, but on a Sunday, I'm, I was really surprised. This is they, they the champions last year, cup final winners, only bring right. 150 it's, fans, the it's biggest game, and and playing against top of the league, and it's not that far. I mean, it's not like they were traveling up to fucking Norland to watch a game. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, no, that's it's, a weird one. That. That's that's that shocks me. I didn't even think about that to be honest. And that's mm. uh, wow, that's that, that's not good. That's not good. Although we did have a guy slide into our DMs who is a Hecken fan mm. and wanted uh, us to rename them to to BK Hedge um, because they 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 apparently have a song where they sing about being the hedge with a hedge with a hedge. They sing on European European nights apparently. Oh, so brilliant! There we was, go. Uh, yeah. Yeah, BK so they Hedge? want to be called BK Hedge, but I just yeah. I don't know. I I think it's so, so I mean in my head as BK I mean, Bush. I'm not sure if I can do it. <laughs> such well. su- such good good people that we are, and we obviously like to listen to our listeners. Um, this guy can go fuck himself. <laughs> BK Bush all the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whoever you are, we do appreciate you, but. Um, I think BK Bush is is just too 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 much uh, alliteration for for, for mm. us to say goodbye. It's got to. a nice. Have I just ring used to. the wrong English word again? Maybe they maybe we should tell them to make a song about being BK yeah, Bush. Yeah, with the bush. Rather than there you go. Rather than hedge. With a bush. With a bush. A counter. Yeah. That's, All right. That's the way around it should be. Mm. Yeah, Heckin fans, screw I'll, your tradition. You need to I'll, stop to be calling fair. yourselves the bush. <laughs> Our, our weekly listeners are higher than their away support, so this yeah. is very we true. should carry the by, we should carry the weight in this margin. argument. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who's the bigger club now, Hecken? Um, yeah. Anyway, right, we start calling them the arse if they really want to go down this road. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, what the heck? Anyway, um, let's move on to Animal Park against Dandruff Village. Mike, mm. did Dandra Village somehow manage to to rediscover some form after the cup disappointment? No, no, not at all. I mean, I feel bad for them actually. Okay, because in this game there was a the biggest news, and I guess the biggest talking point from this game, although there were two incredible goals, which I will talk about, was that Tommy Vio, Animal Park's goalkeeper. 
headbutted, or rather attempted <laughs> headbutt, and maybe gave a shoulder to the face of Herman Johansson in the penalty area after Johansson was like trying to slow him down to stop a counter. Um, absolute oh, Stonewall God. penalty. It's a red card as well. At that point, um, you Gordon were one nil up. Um, so Mielbia got to feel hard done by with that mm. as well because that's like seventieth minute one nil up. If they go, yeah. they get a penalty and a okay. red card. It's their game. It's definitely it's definitely a red. It's not a penalty though because the, he gets fouled beforehand. Mm. Like so, the um, the Mielby player, no, yeah, the Mielby player holds him back um, to before, so he can't throw the ball out. Yeah, with VAR, with VAR, I think they would have picked that up. Yeah, 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 definitely with VAR. Uh, but, but then mm. you can't headbutt people. No, it's a simple, yeah, no. It's a simple rule. Mm. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. He went for the old Glasgow kiss, didn't he? Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Tommy, um, I thought I thought Tommy Vio was going to be a cool, calm, collected character, but he's, he's he slapped a cameraman and then mm. headbutted someone. So, um, mm. yeah, you, he looks Crazy also goalkeeper. he looks so much like the the Finnish guy from Eurovision as well. Uh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Look oh at that uh, similar face. Um, but anyway, he, he is giving me Jens Lehmann vibes, though. Oh yeah, 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 mad Jens. Um, but yeah, this game finished 2-0 to Animal Park. Two great goals, as I as I mentioned. Ericsson got the first, a brilliant low curling effort from about 20, maybe 30 yards out into the bottom corner, inside of the foot. I, I do think Pedacek should have gone, done better, though. Mm, you're saying this, but Bikaya Saka scored a very similar goal this year against United. This and is true. people were against David De Gea. And uh, I don't know. I think with those yeah. when they're curling and they're so low, it's quite hard to get to. Um, yeah. But yeah, potentially. it was it was absolutely class. The second from Everton, who was subbed on late in the game, might have actually been better. Um, the curl yeah. on this was ridiculous. Like as soon as it left his foot, he's pitching quite far out of the far post, and it comes in, curls. There's dip, there's whip, and everything ends in the top corner. And um, it's interesting because he took this opportunity from this sort of inside left position. Yes. which we've been talking on this podcast, is where he would right. be dangerous. He can open his body right. up and shoot, which he did. Yes, And he got this opportunity for being in that space. And this is where he should be. Because he right. can, if he can shoot like that... Although there is a problem with Edwardson. Um, I mm. do think that there's something that is quite seriously wrong with him. Mm-hmm. I think his feet are getting smaller every <laughs> week. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think it might have been Neil that mentioned this when when we were at the game. Mm. But he's wearing these black boots, and it looks like he's bought them from the kids section because he's not a small fella. No, and he it looks like he's running on stilts. He looks like a horse. Uh, it looks like a horse running around. Yeah, but, he's trying to save on the child tax, isn't he? Right. Uh, you know, you know, there's no tax on children's clothing in the UK, at least. I don't think so. Uh, but it, it, it literally. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's why he's not scoring as much. Maybe there's a serious problem with him, and his feet are shrinking, mm. and it's making it harder for him to hit the ball. Um, but mm. it's a big, it's a big adjustment to be an adult and then suddenly have children's feet. Um, so yeah, it must I, be know, hard. I think this is why he's falling over as well. Yeah, yeah, it probably. Um, but they are they are shrinking, and I think this is this is something that Eurogordon must need to address soon. Um, but right. also, Asoro was out injured in this game. Um, he's going to be out for at least like a month and a half, apparently. Um, so they started with Harris Reditanak, who Neil oh. said last week should play and he should start. So he started. He played the whole ninety at 30, 37. Um yeah. and he yeah he was quite good. He was uh, right. he was playing right wing as well, and he looked to have a bit of spring yeah. about him, a bit of pace. Yeah, but two two nil against Mielby is a good result. 
So yeah. it obviously worked. I don't think yeah. it's a big loss for them. No, yeah. Sorry, hasn't added much. He was good that one game, but apart from that, yeah. Gosh, yeah. imagine calling him as your breakout player of the season. That would suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I used a Hammerby player for mine, and they are shocking. So, uh, yeah. well, speaking of Hammerby, Neil, you you watched the Gothenburg Hammerby game. Um, obviously, I watched it as well. But what was your view on this um, mad game? This was this was the most chaos that I've seen in a football match for a while. I don't know where to start in with this game. For one, you've messed up the running order, so I've literally have to panic, scroll down my screen to start it. Um, but it's also, good segues. So I wanted to be, you know, super smooth. Yeah. You Thanks it. for your smoothness, Andy. Yeah, uh, anyway, so the, the, the first, the first. Should we talk about the first goal? So what's uh, what's Dalberry up to in goal oh, for that? Oh God, it's so, wild. Yeah, I mean, it literally, it like, it literally does look like mm. it's just a joke. It's a joke of a goal. Like someone, like the ball gets headed in, mm. and he he it sort of opens his arms up like it's a Quidditch goal <laughs> for 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 someone to put it through. Mm-hmm. It's, sorry, that's really Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if Harry Potter and our target audience is really. No, right, I don't but... think so. <laughs> Uh, it, so. it turns it into a basketball hoop. Is that better? And uh, the ball just goes through. It's very bizarre. And uh, what defender is it on the line? Because he ducked out the way of the ball. Yeah, yeah. It was. Weird. I can't remember what defender I, I just, it is. Is on. The... I mean, surely you're standing there as a defender. You've got to be expecting your keeper to catch that. I don't. Mm. I don't know. But my favorite part from that, and I put this clip up on our on our Instagram, mm. is how the uh, uh, I can't remember who it was now, but he just throws his head in his hands as soon as it happens like he flops flaps at the ball falls to the floor and the both players just go oh um Gothenburg have had some real bad I don't know if you call it luck but you know with with goalkeeping they've had five goalkeeping errors resulting in goals Mm -hmm. and have lost so many points now to individual errors last week um obviously there was the error with Dalberry again um and the Beyonce assist yeah, with the Beyonce mm. assist, exactly. The guy that played before him, who's Benedictson, Benedictson right? Mm. Um, he made about three errors leading the goal. So, ah, uh, uh, I'm not sure. If you, if you look up Butterfingers in the dictionary, you'll see a picture of Dahlberg because mm. this was absolutely horrific. But, Neil, yeah. are you just going to gloss over the penalty incident before this? I mean... As a Hammerby fan, I, I'm happy to just move past this. But are, you talking about have... Kurt- are you talking about Curtilus? Yes. Because oh. he has had a very interesting game, hasn't he? Ooh. This is one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen. He, ham- he... I... So, so let's talk it through first. So <laughs> hmm. it looks like the ball is going to roll out for a goal kick. Curtilus yep. turns his back and starts jogging upfield. And then the keeper collects the ball before the ball actually goes out. And then Curtilus thinks, oh, actually, I'm going to turn around and take this goal kick. Mm. Puts his hand on the ball to place it to stop the ball before you take a kick, which mm-hmm. is what you're supposed to do, and then kicks off. But the ref doesn't notice it. I mean, how? And the game continues. The players how? don't notice it. The players don't notice it either. And the fans no. don't notice it. No. no one protests. I don't get no, it's it. so weird. So weird. It was absolutely bizarre. Uh, but anyway, this was 
this was one of the, I've never seen this in a football match. And I think I've said that almost every week since watching Al Svenska. Mm-hmm. I've never seen this in a football match. No, no it's so it random. Was, oh, it's so random. Honestly, mm-hmm. the worst part of this goal or this penalty that should have been a penalty was our good friends, Discovery Plus. They struck again at half time. They decided to interview who? Oh, Curtilus, of course. They showed him a fucking video of his mistake. Yeah. And they were like, oh, so what do you think? Should it be in a penalty? And this guy's going, what? Um, shit, I don't know. I have no idea. I, don't, <laughs> I didn't think the ball went out. That was me. Do you, know what yeah. I, do you know what I dislike about footballers in those interviews afterwards? And I don't know if they've been media trained to do this so. This wasn't after. This was it, half time. Oh, yeah, but it was after the incident, right? Okay. Yeah, Is yeah, that, yeah. I don't know if they've been media trained to do so, but they never admit to like a mistake in right. that sense yeah. it'd been perfectly fine for him to go yeah the ref should have called that yeah, yeah. or if yeah. if you think it was a penalty like that you've tackled someone and a penalty didn't get given i definitely think you should go yeah it should have been a penalty but the ref right, didn't give exactly. it I, I don't see the problem and More players will never do interviews. it yeah like, exactly just like go Christiansen. oh wow, shit um bro i got away with one there that was amazing yeah, exactly it would have been fine. But, and then Discovery yeah, Plus will stop asking those awkward-ass questions, maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, what weird. the fuck is he supposed to say? Honestly, what is he yeah. supposed to say? Oh, yeah. whoops. Mm-hmm. Oh, but yeah, anyway. Curtis, um, Curtis's day got worse later on as well. Oh, um, there was God. a ridiculous red card for him. Sorry, another another one. This is... Oh, this it's is second yellow, was it? Red cards. Yeah, second yellow. It's one of the worst second yellows I've seen in a game. Because, um, and this is again, wow. We, I think we started coming into the season thinking that VAR not being in Sweden is a great thing. And now every time I'm watching a game, I'm like, oh, VAR would have solved that. Um, because Marcus Berg drags Curtis's t- uh, so clearly, so clearly, not even like a little tug. He's got it full on stretched out, trying to climb in there with him. And then. And then he does like a, I don't know, like a swan dive in front of him, throws himself down to the ground. And the referee just sees someone on the floor and gives a pen, uh, uh, gives a free kick and a yellow card. And I mean, again, the linesman, what, what, oh, I don't know. And okay, so yeah, so Curtis gets sent off. That was like the 63rd minute, right? That second yellow came in. Yeah. And then uh, it took a while before Goffenberg actually got their equaliser. So what do you reckon on the penalty? Uh, again, um, not a fan of it. Um, I think also not not long before that, Gothenburg tried to cheat themselves to another penalty when um, Karl Strand backed into Seaman Strand and then had a you know, classic look over his shoulder. He's there and then flops as he comes near him. Um, I think they were just looking for the pen uh, the entire game. There was there was quite a few diving incidents, and I wouldn't be super proud if I was a Gothenburg fan um, today. But anyway, what do I know? Yeah, there you go. What was your because you yeah. as an actual neutral? Yeah, I don't know. They get given, they don't get given. So it's yeah. a weird one. It's it? a fun. But yeah, it's but, another game for Hammerby where they have a low low percentage of possession and they yeah. don't lose. Yeah, um, it's interesting. It's it a, is it's all a bit Jose Mourinho, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's, it is without the winning. Well, they won last week. They won last week. Um, yeah. Speaking of mid-table mediocrity. How about that for a segue? Um, how about we talk about uh, Bromma against Varberg boys? What do you reckon then, Andy? You had a 
You had an eye on this game. I, I think did. I think Bromer are very exciting this year. I think mid-table mediocrity was a bit of a insult oh, for maybe. them. Yeah. They're maybe. pushing Europe yeah. at the moment. This is yeah. true. And I suppose Varberg's boys are definitely not mid-table mediocrity, so that was probably the, the second worst segue I've ever done uh, <laughs> in this 10-episode uh, stint of hosting this lovely show. I mean, when but, was the last time Bromer Poikina lost? This is true. They've won true. four out of the last five. Um, it's it's actually Philip Siklev, when they put him in the team, they haven't lost since then. So I think it's going so back six games. He has 83% and a half percent save percentage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is sensational. Mm. But, the boys... but don't worry, guys. I've put him into my uh, fantasy football team this week, so it's going to end dramatically next week. Oh, yeah. no, Neil. The kiss of death. Mate, it but, really uh, is. Yeah. The battle of the boys, the Bromer boys against the boys. Uh, the boys showed classic relegated before the summer form by getting caught out on a quick throw three minutes into the game and giving away a penalty, uh, only for Holm to have his penalty saved by our favorite 43-year-old goalkeeper. Oh, Lukic. Lukic. He was yeah. back again. Oh, nice. He was back, baby. Mm. We're in the Do you know what I enjoyed about that? Mm. I, the, the thing I enjoyed most was that a penalty was given. Not a single player complained about it. No, Everyone yes. Went, I agree. Everyone, yep. Yeah, yep. you're right. Yep. Yep. Whoops. Yep. <laughs> Whoopsie. And then 10 minutes later, luckily, the boys from Bromer got ahead and Tim Wakey Wakey absolutely smashed it into the into the, into the the goal. I was going to say Lovely top goal. corner. It didn't even go top corner. The trajectory was so low. It hit the middle of the goal, but the pace was so yeah. brutal that it was uh, such a finish. And Lovely surely strike. Tim Wakey Wakey is going to be getting a move somewhere because this guy is an absolute baller. <laughs> Um, and then Vasic made it 2-0 with a good header at the back post. Mm. And it was dead. The The boys pulled one back after 65 minutes with a lovely solo goal. But they stay firmly rooted to the bottom to the table. And I think, like I say, relegated before the summer. I don't know if that's ever happened, but it seems like a distinct possibility the way things are going. Mm-hmm. They looked absolutely turgid. There you go. That's a good English yeah. word for you. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I won't spend too much more time talking about it because it, it, it doesn't it doesn't deserve the time of our beautiful listeners. So let's move swiftly on then uh, to John McEnroe FC against Helmstead. Mike, this was one of yours. Yeah, okay. So this match can be summed up by the fact that Sirius had 31 shots, 7 on target, 2.45 expected goals, 62% possession, and lost this 2-1 to a team that had 3 shots on target. No! Yeah, as I, as I mentioned last God. week, they, they are seriously underperforming. And as Neil said last week, Sirius <laughs> desperately need a striker. And this match did mark the return of Joachim Persson, their, yeah. uh, their forward. He he was he played the first three games of the season, but he's been out injured since then. But he looks well off the pace. I don't think he was ready. Do you reckon if, um, if Sirius signed Troy Ore, they'd be top of the league? <laughs> do you know yeah, what they're, they're, Mad. they're top three for possession mm. they're, they're, they're top I think they're top three for created chances as well yeah no it was, uh, it was they were fourth last week for it and they were yeah. they were fourth for um, XG as well but they're all yeah. the way all the Madness. way down the bottom of the table um, it's normally a good sign if you're mm. if you're playing that well yeah. mm. even if you're not doing, getting the results it's normally a good sign yeah I do think it will come around person can come back into this team and start banging in the goals yeah yeah but again, yeah, they, they lost this. 31 shots. 31 shots. They scored one goal. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that goal also, that goal had an XG of 0.02, I think it was. In them, because <laughs> it was outside the box with nine players in between the ball and the goal. And so I found its way through. Oh, wow. 
So, uh, yeah, I have some uh, Premier League comparisons when it comes to this match and all of the free goals in it randomly. <laughs> While I was watching it, I just got like, oh, that's a bit like that, and that's a bit like that. Mm. So I went with um, the uh, the serious goal, uh, Dennis Vigrian. Mm. Um, I had a little bit of like uh, Steven Gerrard West Ham FA Cup final feel about <laughs> it. Sort of just whipped along the floor mm. all the way in. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, in front of a whole nice. team, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was quite nice. Mm. It was all like, oh, I can't bother to do anything else. I'm just going to hit it, and it mm. just sort of stays low and goes in. Yeah, and then uh, the Granat goal reminded me a little bit of uh, the Peter Crouch Raphael van der Vaart partnership that they uh, used to have at Tottenham. Mm. Peter Crouch would sort of knock the ball down in the box, and then uh, Raphael van der Vaart would be there on a little tight turn and a, and a volley into the net. So that was a bit like the Granat goal there. Mm. And then Alistair's goal was uh, it was a bit of a weird one, but I've, I've put it down as whippy as a James Ward Prowse free kick. <sighs> was it had a bit of whip on it although I do think the keeper was a bit dodgy for that third goal there mm. a little bit but Allstrand is such a player I mean he is you take him out of that Helmsley team and they're in trouble like he is he is the catalyst um, he looks like a very good player actually to be fair and it was a, it was a great goal but yeah just to, just to wrap this up anyway um, Sirius still winless Helmsad up to ninth with double the points of AIK oh <sighs> Mm. Oh my god, that's a stat you never thought you'd see at the start of the season. Well, speaking of AIK, let's Ooh, move on to handy. that game. God, I'm getting good at this, guys. Check <laughs> me out. Um, let's, let's Neil, AIK versus Doey Rapids. Surely AIK won this one. Surely. They bloody didn't. <laughs> Dega Force came away with the win, which is uh which is like terrible for AIK, but good fun for AIK are like the Manchester United of Alessandro. Like everybody hates them, <laughs> um, unless you're an AIK fan, right? Um, so everyone in Alessandro is just like really enjoying what's happening at the moment. Uh, well, I mean, the, the the good thing about this game is that I've updated my CV and I'm ready to, you know, to to go for a job interview. But yeah, but the the game in itself though was. Um, like the the first goal was um was a penalty. Has anyone seen this incident? Kieta sort of yeah yeah the ball falls Kata. down from across and he he can't he can't really get his hands sorted. Yeah, it's, it's a really weird one. He puts his hands in front of his face and yeah. parries the ball down and then tries to head it after he's already hit the ball. Yeah. it's really it like looked, he's got everything. It looks really it looks really uncoordinated mm. basically. Uh, and again, there was very little discussion. There was one player that really thought it shouldn't be a penalty, <laughs> but even even the guy who handballed it was just like, "Yeah, I messed up there." He looked like like, "What have I done?" After he did that, yeah. he just kind of looked at the floor, put his hand, yeah, exactly. like, "What have I just done there?" Sissoko, yeah, yeah. Um, Champions League final uh, vibes. Oh, uh, why? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but Cam- Campos puts the ball away nicely. Um, so that was nice. Then uh, John Gadetti actually got on the score sheet this week, but the, I think that I think I think that goal is a bit debatable because the keeper sort of catches the ball in the air, and then Tihi tries to win the ball and sort of knocks him in the process. It gets dropped down, some sort of scramble, and then Gadetti uses something to get the ball in in the net. <laughs> he uses uh, his kebab ruler that he's got tucked into his shorts. So he, <laughs> there's no way, honestly, if his belly wasn't that big, there's no way that ball's gone in. There's no way he's getting that control yeah. on it. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Exactly. But uh, yeah, but I think that wouldn't have been a goal if there was VAR. They would have. They yeah. would have yeah. been. A, it would have been a foul on the goalkeeper. 
Yeah, the, the yeah. goalkeeper's union would have come out for that one. Yeah, I exactly. Think. <laughs> But I, I suppose, actually, I'm quite happy to see keepers get less protection because I think they get yeah. away with murder. Yeah, you've always uh, been on about it this, actually. 100%. Yeah, yeah. I, I really, really dislike it. Um, yep, uh, but then the ref actually gives a penalty to AOK, which looks like a pretty bad decision from the referee. And I, like, I was watching it thinking, are they really going to mm. really give this? But then the lino, uh, the linesman, actually reverses the decision. Mm. Um, Ooh. Ah, is yeah. this on Nigel Farage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, Farage, he, he was yeah. not happy after the game. No. Yeah, Oof. okay. What did he say afterwards? Oh, he was fuming. He was he was just fuming. He was like, "Why would I go down there? Uh, I'm mm. past him. I was through on goal. Like I have no reason to go down." He was so angry. Um, yeah, but the player got the ball is the most important part of that situation. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's clear as day. Yeah, I didn't watch this game. Yeah, yeah. No, it's really clear that the player wins the ball in the tackle. I understand oh. he wouldn't have gone down on purpose, but he mm. takes the ball. Uh, in in my opinion, anyway. Uh, yep. Uh, no doubt we'll get a few angry mails from uh, our AIK fans. fans. Yeah. Uh, yep. Uh, but yeah, and then there's a uh, terrible defending from a corner for the winning goal. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know how much AIK can complain. They are not looking good. Uh, no, it's not looking good for AIK. And like I say, for any aspiring managers out there, um, there is a <laughs> there is a job opening coming soon, surely. Well, I had the pleasure of watching uh, Vernemer, uh, the mighty Vernemer against Kalmar. Apparently, this is uh, I mean, they, they Discovery Plus did their best to build us up as the the battle for Smallland. Um, <laughs> they really did try to big this up as a derby, but there was about as much derby vibes here as a sort of a sunny day at Skansen. Um, it was yeah, it was it was just super tame. Um, so the build up was like. Yeah, oh, this is the Smallands derby and oh, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know how you can call this a derby. Apparently, they've only played each other three times in the Allsvenskan because they've been in sort of different levels of the, of football together. So this is like, mm. I think this is either the third or the fourth time that they mm. played each other. So, I mean, they were scraping the barrel for build-up. However, there was one actual big story before this game. Mm. Can you guess what it is? Mm. Did someone's farm get broken into? No, but it's something similar. <laughs> We've talked about it almost on every episode. Something that the Swedes are obsessed about. The pitch. Yes! Oh, the pitch. Nailed it! The pitch! Mm. Al Svenskin's obsession with grass pitches was mm. again up for discussion, but this time in a positive manner. They were praising the Vernemo pitch. Wow. Like, oh, look at that. Look at that pitch. It's looking much better. Um, it's because they saw the eye core pitch a couple of weeks back. <laughs> yeah. Well, also because Vanema couldn't play their first two games of the season at home because of the pitch. So yeah, they oh. were they were they were very impressed with the oh the job they did on the pitch. Oi, <laughs> oi, oi. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, Kalmar came into this game with some fantastic news that they have secured European football for next year. Mm. Um, yeah, because I mean, Bobby's lost the cup. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And Kalmar mm. finishing fourth, so they get the the extra cup European spot mm. um, as fourth place finishes. So that'll be uh, fifty rounds of qualification to get into the Europa Conference League or something exactly. along those lines. I guess exactly. Yeah. So there's a hell of a lot of football in store for Kalmar fans. Yeah, they've you got to try and beat the fourth best team in Moldova or whatever, <laughs> whatever they're playing against. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, but this game was so bad. Honestly, I want I want that ninety minutes of my life back. The only girl, the only goal of the game came from the substitute. Only girl, girl, girl. Just girl. some girls, chaps. What a nice girl. Yeah, I, I want to call some girls of the elk that I like. What's going on? So the only girl of the game was by Noah Shamone. Shimon. Shimon. Noah Shimon scored Shimon scored 60 seconds after coming on the pitch and that was it that was all that happened in this game mm. it was diabolical but Kalma win um, they you know carry on Vanema I'm a little bit worried about Vanema because they, they are a small club um, I'm going to ask you guys now a question what do you think is the biggest source of revenue for clubs in Sweden they're youth teams. Youth teams, Mike? I'm going to say Jan Andersen's match corv uh, proceeds. <laughs> the corv sales. Well, you're close. Uh, it's actually ticket sales, right? So oh, ticket okay. sales are, are are the biggest income stream for Elsenson clubs. Not Euro- Well, of course, Euro- if they get far in Europe, then obviously that dwarfs it, but mm. that's unlikely. So Venema last season averaged 3,300 spectators per home game, mm. which is not great. It's not... It's not terrible. This season is down to 1,700. So that's half of their revenue. And bearing What's in happened? mind, yeah, bearing in mind two games they've had to play in Budawas. So obviously that affects the the turnout, but um, that's not good. Uh, last season they were newly promoted. So there was sort of some excitement, I guess. But mm. as a fan in Sweden, you have a unique opportunity to actually really help your club by buying tickets to the mm. games. Because because of how big a proportion of the income that is, the mm. gate receipts. So if you if I buy a season ticket for Arsenal, it doesn't make a blind bit of difference because there's fifty thousand people waiting to buy that same ticket mm. um, who'll probably pay more money for it. But yeah. in Elsvenskan, because of the sparsity of the crowds and and you know the the clubs being in small towns, if you care about your club, buy the tickets, go to the games. You you mm. literally have so much impact. And that's why clubs like Hammerby, with the great support that they have, you know, they the longer they stay in the top flight, the bigger and, and more financial muscle they're gonna get because mm. they have thirty thousand people some games. If you're yeah. losing fifty percent of your spectators, that's not a good trend. Um so yeah, so Vernema fans, come on, support your club. I wanna see them. They play nice football. Let's try and keep them mm. in the Arsvenskan because it's a slippery slope once you stop going to the games. Um, but anyway, um, mm. apart from that, nothing happened. Noah Shamaun uh, scored 1-0. Bish, bash, bosh. Let's move on. <laughs> we've, got an, uh, we've got a good game coming up now, though, haven't we? Yeah. It's the one we considered having game of the week last week. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Sherping Elfsbury. So this finished 2-1 to Elfsbury. In the end, um, yep. no, you know, North Sherping are actually statistically the one of the worst passes in this division. They're okay. they're in fourteenth place, which is really bizarre. I didn't, I wasn't expecting this. Um, no, considering the quality in that team. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, so Sigurdsson opens the scoring twenty eight minutes in through an indirect free kick about thirty five yards out. Somehow finds its way in the net, bounces. Mate. Bad defending, this bad is... goalkeeping. Well, yeah, I agree, but I also disagree because I've been in that position as a goalkeeper mm. and as a centre-back. And this mm. is, I mean, the ball in is so good. 
It is an yeah. absolute nightmare. Exactly. Because as a goalkeeper, you literally just have to stand there and mm. hope someone headers it so you don't look like an idiot. Because yeah, because otherwise you have can't... to react at the last second. Right. It's yeah, so yeah. hard. It's a it's mm. a very, very good ball in. But yeah. Yeah. It's tough to see those goals being conceded mm. by your team, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but this was this was a really good game. Um and after that it was quite end to end. And then Ockles, the left winger. Ockles. Great. Have you, have you seen this guy? Yepe Ockles is his name. <laughs> He's a Dane, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, Ockles and Cockles, whatever, yeah, scored the <laughs> scored the equalizer. It was it was a criminal turn of the back from Eid. Um yeah. and do you know what? This guy has been wearing this massive headband all season. This season, like this game, he was wearing a regular headband. Oh, and what happens here why. is he jumps and turns his back. When Ockles, the ball arrives at Ockles at the back post, he jumps and turns his back. Ockles just puts it kind of along the floor and into the goal. He doesn't see a thing because he's already jumped and turned his back. Maybe he's scared that his his new headband isn't as good as his last or one. Maybe the hairs in, in his eyes because he yeah. hasn't got enough, you know, headbands protect. Yeah, exactly. And then, um, but it was it was a criminal turn the back from me. Um, yeah, it kind I of emba- it, Ockles embarrasses him really by putting it in the back of the net. Oh, okay. And then, oh, yeah. then this was game on. This game was electric after this. Uh, Alfsbury really started to take control. Nor Sherping responded by kind of subbing the whole team off. They made four <laughs> subs on the 80th minute, <laughs> and uh, yeah. And then five minutes later, it was two one to Alfsbury. They completed the turnaround, and it was game over. Um, they move up to second with seven wins from seven. They're a great team to watch. Only three points behind Malmo. Um, it's, yeah. it's funny that a team can win seven in a row and out of nine games and <laughs> still be three points off the leaders. Um, yeah, Malmo yeah, really the we Man City t- of this we talked, earlier, mm. we talked earlier that it might only be Hecken and um, Malmo going for yeah. going for this league. But are Elfsburg, Elfsburg in for a shot with that sort of form? I think they no, are. They are. They are. They are in the summer. So. They, they're going to lose on Draker, but they 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 will have money to uh, to bring in a yeah, new player if they and, can actually convince someone to come and play mm, in the Elsvenskan. Yeah, and you know what? We spoke a few episodes ago about how like players returning to Elsvenskan um, after playing in Europe for most of their career aren't up to it anymore. And they had a nice documentary about this before mm-hmm. before this game, um, and they were saying that Elsbury can actually prove that you can do it well. Um, they had an interview with the Elsbury sporting director, and he mentioned that you have to understand the physical condition of the players you're bringing back. <laughs> yeah. He said it out loud. Sorry. Yeah. Was that or was that not a shot at John Gudetti and his kebab? Habit? Oh, and Jimmy Dermaz and, and, and a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. So, for example, they, they brought back um, a 30, 33-year-old left back, Nicholas Holt, who used to play for them. Um, he went on, he left us where he went to play for Nice, Greece, and Panover. And yeah, he's in perfect physical condition. He was run all day. Um, and he was also a contender for Man of the Match today. He was really good. Yeah. Um, their right back also, Johan Larsson, who scored today, um, or it was an own goal. I'm not really yeah, sure. Own goal. In the own end. goal. Yeah. yeah. Um, he left Alsbury and has a wonderfully mirrored career path. So he plays for Alsbury, Brondby, Schwinjromp, Brondby, Alsbury. Mm-hmm. Sorry, what was the middle the middle team? Schwinjromp. Yeah, but I know who you mean. Yeah, do you want me to say it in an English accent? Gingamp. Oh yeah, Gingamp in France. Yeah, Gingamp. Um <laughs> yeah. That's better. Yeah, so Asbury Brombury, Jean Jean Brombury, Asbury. So it mirrors nice. itself perfectly. Love it. 
But yeah, he's a great addition to side. He's brought back as well there. He's 32. Yeah, not just for sentimental reasons. It's amazing that it's almost like you should do like a medical before you know, yeah. you these players and sort of see what kind of nick they're in. Mm. Can you play more than 40 minutes? Yes. Mm. Okay. Can Good you start. run with both your legs? <laughs> Good. Can you turn in a circle? Ah, oh, John, mate, you're out. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Johnny boy. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Um, brilliant. So Elspore continue to, you know, to make that third mm. place their own. Uh, I mean, of course, they're in, they're in with a shout. They're in second. Uh, see, they're, they're in second. Mm. There was a good interview with one of their players whose name I now can't remember, um, mm. who said it, was pro- it was, must have been one of the returning players because I think it was mm. the, the Larson. Yeah, um, Johan Larson. Who said that yeah. I was here in 2012 and we had some unbelievable individual players. Mm. Um, and this season, we are just a well-oiled machine. Mm. Um, and then he does call out Andreka. He says only really Andreka. And then he says something like, um, not mm. many players are sticking out. Um, I suppose you can say Andreka is stuck out, um, but the rest of us are a well-oiled machine. So mm. I think they're, they're they're playing good team football and uh, they are going to be tough to beat. For sure. And Good Johnson, um, the, the striker, uh, obviously son, older son, son of, Ida. of uh, Ida, he is a very, very unselfish player. Yeah, He puts himself yes. into duels everywhere on the pitch and he's not there in the box to finish off the chances, but he's always there winning the duels. And making right. sure that players like Andreka and Ockels have the space yes. they need. He's very unsatisfying. It's a bit like it's a bit like how Ida used to play it there. He wasn't yes. always mm. the top goal scorer in the team, but you'd exactly. want him in your team. Hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. No, I think I think that's a it's a it's a good analogy. Mm-hmm. Um and that wraps up this marathon series of reviews. Um <laughs> this week is a strange one. There's two midweek games randomly, just thrown in there. Just two midweek games. Yeah. Um no mm. cup competition or anything to really give me some kind of clarity as to why there's two <laughs> midweek games. Pulled out of game week 18, if that helps for any weird reason. Yeah, no, that does not help me at all. But yes, um, anything's of Europe happening. I don't know. I don't know. know. It, it maybe it is. Uh, it's true. Actually, it is Hecken's game. So Hecken, mm. Jura Gordon. So maybe it could be. And it's Hammerby um, and the other one, right? But anyway, what do we know? Um, so there are two midweek games which we will throw into next week's episode as a little bonus for you. Um, but what is our focus for next week's games going to be? Um, let's hear your case. Mike, what is your game of the week pick for next week? See, I know we said last week, no more Malmo, no more Hammerby games. I know we said this, but, but yeah, um, I'm going to go for Elsbury Malmo. Um, Ooh, okay. Alsbury at home against Malmo. Oh, and they are, are you as I just mentioned. I don't know. This is potential upset material. They are a great team. They are powerful going forwards. Maybe they can cause Malmo problems, but I don't know. Malmo are so good. They are exceptional. So for me, this is game of the week. Mm. Yep. Neil, what's your match that you're Sorry. throwing into the mix? So I actually think from a footballing perspective, looking at those games, Aldersbury Malmö could be the most entertaining. You've got Bromma Poikina Sirius, which might be the two most entertaining teams in the league mm. playing each other. Mm. But I'm actually going to go for Brenstrom's last game as an ARK <laughs> manager. Um, <laughs> my, my, uh, my game of the week will be uh, Ewer Gordon 
a okay to see yeah. uh, to see the sacrificial lamb. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because that, that's surely got to be his last one. This is a yeah. huge, huge match in Stockholm as well, actually. This is, uh... so I, feel, I almost feel sorry for the dude having yeah. to go through that as mm. well. Because he's going to get so much hatred when he loses it. Yeah, no. Oh, when he loses it. Oh, okay. It, it'll, be, it'll be two or three nil to Jurgen on the way these two teams have been playing. Brentstrom really reminds me of those sort of like Scandi detectives in those, in those dramas, you know. Like, like and from, it's like from bridge yeah from from Brun or something like that and he's like yeah, he's like going for a divorce his whole life's falling apart and he has to manage AIK and he can't win the case <laughs> he's got he wears that air about him at all times like oh I just need a breakthrough I just need that little bit of <laughs> oh and it's brilliant because he yeah. he got a he got a lead when they beat Hammerby mm. and he was onto something that's turned out to be a dead end because then they lost the next <laughs> week oh, I think yeah. it's spot on we I'm waiting yeah. for the new series of Brenstrom, yeah. um, <laughs> the next big Scandinavian detective show. <laughs> One man's quest to find a win. Do you know? No, do you know what, what we do need? What we do need to find out is mm. what will Brenstrom's next club be? Mm. be yeah. What are the odds on him being the Hammerby coach before the season's out? No chance. <laughs> Let, I've got yeah. I've got more chance of being the handy manager than him. Honestly, mm. not happening. Not happening. Yeah. Anyway, um, okay. Mm. I, I I'm going to side with Neil on this one. Um, mm. Sorry, Mike. Uh, yeah, we've done yeah, a lot of Malmo though. Mm. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's a Stockholm derby. Um, you go and AK, but I think we might mix it up a little bit and let's have two matches of the week because <gasps> we are planning okay. on upping our updating our schedule a little bit on how we bring these shows to you just to give you guys the most interesting topics of conversation rather than talking about Vernema Kalmar for 20 minutes we should focus on the on the big games of the week so we're in the process mm. of updating our, our match reviews and uh, I'm gonna just throw it out there without even consulting you guys and say let's have a double game of the week which you alluded to last week Let's actually do it this week. Let's do Yugon mm. AIK and Elsborg Melma as our double header game of the week. Um, so you're both winners. Woo! Yay. Mm. Go I don't like this. This is all a bit Swedish. You get a participation <laughs> medal. Well done for turning up. Here's your yeah, medal. Exactly. It's not the winning mm. that counts. I think <laughs> I should just win, and our second match should be Bromma Poikin Sirius. <laughs> Neil's going for double gold. Yeah. Oh, if I was to do that, okay. if I'm going to throw in a double up at Heck and Goffenberg in my double. Oh, okay. Oh, that's also could a good have match, actually. Quadruple header. Mm, Goffenberg derby. But, uh, mm. <laughs> good week. Good week to look forward to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It should be a fun week. Um, mm. Yes, another marathon episode. Another episode where we tried to keep it to an hour and fail miserably. Uh, thank you for mm. making it through. If you made it this far, we love you. If you didn't, we still love you. Obviously, you won't hear this, so fuck you. Um, but before we wrap the show up, we do have a little bit of an announcement that we will be focusing a little bit more on our social media push on Instagram. And also, Mike, drumroll please. We will be launching our Twitter this week as well. Um, something which we've been trying to do since the beginning of the season, but right. we haven't had enough time. So we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> exactly. we're gonna put it out there this week. Twitter, if you want to follow us, it's at WTF is Al Spenskin. We will see you there. Yeah. Perfect. And uh, Mike will be running that account, so you can just directly 
talk shit to him, uh, which is quite fantastic. What you uh, can do is ask him what little round drum it was that made that noise for his drum roll. Oh, this one. This is this is more sort of keyboard, like Casio, like early Casio drum roll. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. On that note, that very strange note. On that note, uh, thank you very much for listening. It's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me.